Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. I have the author of an extraordinary photo book that also is a look into the lives of some extraordinary people and their pets. The book is In Good Company, Notable People with Their Pets. But Johanna Siegman, who wrote and photographed it, she's a notable person in my book. Johanna, welcome to the show. Congratulations on this absolutely magnificent book. Every page is a surprise, both visually and conceptually and is it really it looks like a culmination of all of the many th- hats you have worn in your life. It, it brings it all it together. Is, is that yes, how you look at it? Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly it. <clears throat> it's like <clears throat> my life. I'm sorry, you get frogs in the morning. Um, I think, you know, we go through lives and like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow yes. up. And, and, you know, I... I was one of the, some people are born, Mozart knew he was a musician and doctors, <laughs> a lot of people know this, but I, I've just been terminally curious and everything grabs my attention. And so I had one of these patchwork lives where I just went from one thing to another and I just couldn't seem to grab onto anything for too long. And then all of a sudden, um, here I am with all of these different careers all merging into this one situation uh, that has allowed me to produce this kind of photography. 
Well, exactly. the, the many careers, it's not like you worked at Starbucks for a while and then you decided to walk the Appalachian Trail. I mean, you've been a highly accomplished <laughs> woman in the arts. Darn, it's wait, so there's, funny. There's still time. Tracy. There's, there's time. Yes, time. absolutely. <laughs> you could open your own ice cream cart. You know, there's people who have such small dreams and yet for them, it's everything. Your, your accomplishments are extraordinary. Director, actress, writer, producer. But when photography came into your life, that seems to have been a big shift for you. I, I, you you wield the camera in a very particular way. It you mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. like beneath and beyond and beside, and you and you well, you produce each photo. It's it's a production yes. in where you place the people, yeah. how you dress them. You're opposed to people dressing pets. You and I are alike in thinking that Halloween. By the way, I don't think Halloween is a pet's uh, holiday. I also don't think it's really one for grown-ups, peeps. It's supposed to be for, like, little kids to go get way too much candy. In any case... I, you know, it's like the inner child also sometimes needs a little I, Yes, so of course. I don't have an re- objection to Halloween. <laughs> okay, no, you're right. I, 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 was, I wasn't saying you were against Halloween, but you were not a fan yeah. of dressing up dogs. Although right. I think what William Wegman has done is highly artistic and... Having right. Weimar honors myself, I know that, you know, if that's what you want, mom will do it. So it's not like they're being yep. shamed in doing it. But you only have one dress dog in the book. Two. And that is the strangest looking dog, if you don't mind me saying. Right. And not to right. be rude to the owner. <laughs> the, the She's, a, a, I guess, a famous on-air uh, news lady in L.A. But what's mm-hmm. up with that dog? Who is that dog? Uh, she, that was a rescue. Her dog's name is Monkey. Uh, there are a lot of people who name their dogs a different animal. <laughs> there's yes. one called Monkey. There's one called Bunny. So it's yes. like really interesting. But um, yeah, no, that that dog just very unique dog. Yeah, um, the, the eyes. That, I call that I, yes. That, I, I call that photo breaking news because it looks like something's happening on air. That, yeah, like uh, that dog is. Oh my God! You won't believe what just happened. Has exactly. this startled, yes, like big-eyed look. <laughs> but what's interesting about yeah. your notable people and, and also some of the, the pets in the book, there's there's someone with a snake that's a most beautiful snake, and I would actually love to interview him for, for my revived show, Exotic Pets, to find out, you really like to have the snake wrapped around you like that all the time? Yikes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. He, you know, he really did. you've never had a snake on you. If you've never had a snake on you, it, they're amazing. It's like wearing a comforter. It's, I don't know, they're warm and they're soft, and, and um, but they do move around a lot. So that's the challenge in photographing snakes is they don't sit oh. still. Unless they're sleeping, they don't sit still. So you have to really plan and keep your eye out for good and interesting shapes that they create, but they slither around. Um, he takes a lot of self-portraits. They're constantly moving, yeah. huh? They're they're constantly moving. I yeah. thought they just Especially hung out until there was something to 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 chomp on. Well, it's been my experience when uh, and and again when they're by themselves with their owners or where when they've just eaten or when there's, you know, they're they're much more still. But if it's an unusual situation or there's different smells or, you know, a lot of activity going on, they get. Um, uh, not, what's the word? Not in quiet, but restless. They get restless. So, so they. So they you would be around. you would yeah. be the thing that would make them restless. You, the photographer, coming yes. in with all your setup. 
Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's unlike with mammals, uh, reptiles, because I've shot with, with tortoises, I've shot with snakes, I've, ta- I've shot with... Um, what about the, the rats um, in the book? Peter Dragon. And- well, rat, rats, rats are amazing. Well, okay, let me just say, right from the start, I love all animals, okay? Yes. <laughs> I, just, I really, I'm... I'm, I'm I, anytime I'm in the presence of an animal, it's my, my heart is full. Um, and uh, my latest obsession is donkeys. And there's a... There's yes, a, you did a, say that. Book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they are extremely smart. They are one of the highest emotional IQ animals in the planet. They bond very deeply with each other and with their human so it's they're really like giant dogs. They're 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 amazing, amazing. They will come up for you and demand petting and scratching and. Um, well, you're definitely yeah, preaching to the choir. Everyone who listens knows about my <laughs> my years with as a child growing up with Jackie and Jenny and teaching uh, Jackie to actually jump obstacles, which I was told a donkey couldn't do wow, with a person on their back. Wow. And then later in life, when I moved to Vermont, where I live, I had Mona and Lisa, the mini donkeys, mother and daughter. So oh. I I get it. I get why you like yeah. them so much. But it's interesting yeah. because your photos with with Ron King, he's you mm-hmm. call him a donkey advocate. Now, is that his yes. profession? Yes, it is. No he, kidding. He, no, I'm not kidding. He's... um. He was a very high-powered media mogul. He he uh, worked with Time Inc. and he was uh, oversaw. He was in charge of like su- Southern Living. He'd like wow. five or six magazines. And one day he had a a crisis of faith, I guess, and he didn't know what he wanted to be do with his life because he had all the trappings. You know, he flew yes. in jets. He had Gucci shoes. He had Armani suits. <laughs> he, you know, the whole. Every every single the trappings uh, metric of success he had, and he you know um, ended up. It's a long story. You can read about it. He taught. He's very gregarious, and he talks about it a lot on all his interviews. But I saw he was one of the last people I photographed for the book, and I had just read. I was coming back from another shoot, and I think I read his story on an airplane somewhere. And I said, "Oh, I have to be in touch with this guy." So I sent him an email. And said, I'm doing this book, and would you be interested? And he said, let's do it. So um, I flew on up there. He's north of San Francisco in, in Sonoma County. And um, he realized that he was happy, but he wasn't fulfilled. And the working with these donkeys, he said he's never worked harder in his life, but he's also never been happier. So, you know, every morning, I, I just was... Recently up there, I, I'm writing a photo essay for him uh, called a, a Day in the Life. Nice. Because I, I think people get really, we want, you know, there's a lot of animal advocates out there, a lot of animal rescues and organizations, and we are very captivated by their faces, the, the animals. We love the dogs. We love the cats. We love the donkeys. We love fill in the blank of thing right. that is getting rescued. And we do not realize, us, the consuming audience, don't realize the level of commitment and sacrifice that goes into running a successful one. I I have some friends who run a wolf rescue. Yes, and they're Uh, in the book, right? And they're in the book, correct. The the rescue is called Apex Protection Project, and a portion of the the profits will go to them. 
Um, and it is the level of sacrifice, and it's 24-7. At, at any moment of the day, one of your animals gets sick or is pregnant or is like, you never stop. And so I followed Ron from, it was 4 a.m. to uh, the evening when we dropped dead, <laughs> 9 p.m. <laughs> from exhaustion. <laughs> and And he just, he's like this amazing bundle of energy. So... Um, I wanted to support him by creating this photo essay and showing all of the stuff. Where does the money go? Why do they need so much money? Right. How does it work? What is, you know, and he says the more successful the, re- the, the, um, the rescue gets, the organization gets, the less time he gets to spend with donkeys. So he's very frustrated. <laughs> That's frustrating. interesting. Yes. He's probably just someone who can't help being successful. It's sort of in his DNA. Yep. The, the photo of him, organic. you have two pages on him. Well, everyone gets mm-hmm. two pages, actually. But there's a black and white photo of him cradling the head of this donkey, and it's pretty mm-hmm. sensational. I mean, you're, you're, the coloration, everything is these wonderful muted grays, and uh, every, every gray in his hair is perfect. It's the same color as the donkey. It's, yes, it's really yes. wonderful, these portraits of course, they make me wonder, well, so who is this person and how come they wound mm-hmm. up with this dog? A few of them are name actors, but for the most part, they're just uh, – you have a lot of very famous uh, musicians, particularly from the jazz world and mm-hmm. some people from mm-hmm. Broadway. But you have a really nice thumbnail biography of each person in the back. So you can look at yeah. these pictures and be amazed. I thought one of the funny ones was the, the psychoanalyst – Whose whose Portuguese water dog hates the water, so he only licks his <laughs> owner's face while the owner's in the pool. It's like you know, this is so yeah. perfect. This is how life winds up. You you seek out an yeah. animal that somehow is going to do the thing you want to do, and instead they're going to do right. what they need and want what to do. What they want to do, and that's really important. Uh, so so a couple of things you you mentioned. Like I just wanted to say that um, the what makes these portraits unique I, I call them portraits of love because yes it's uh and and this is there are some really magnificent pet portrait photographers out there and they do really beautiful work but it's representational and mine is interpretational oh and that's well said I, I, yeah and and these are about the relationship between the the people and their pet regardless of what the pet is and i i take these little moments in life that they do like um, the the cover is choreographer Dave Scott, which is such a great a, photo, exuberant and yes. full of energy and so much joy. And then you take the opposite end of the spectrum with Ed Bagley Jr. with his little tiny dog yes. Bunny, and it's just this tiny little gentle moment where he's kissing Bunny on the head. So all these moments, I the, I really work hard. So I can't just show up to somebody's house with my with my lights and my camera. There's a whole process that goes on before for me to come up with the concept so yes. that it represents that relationship specifically. So they're all unique. Even if everybody has a ball and there are a lot of pictures of, you know, animals with balls in there. They all have a different type of ball. It's a different type of pet. It's a different type of activity that they're doing for the ball. There's a different relationship they have between each other. So even though there may be a ball in common, the, the, the images are all completely different from each other because they reflect that particular relationship. And, and it also, it's your, int- to make and, that and, it's, and it's your interpretation of it. To me, it's, 
I'm not necessarily a fan of Cindy Sherman, but the idea of a staged situation. Mm -hmm. These are staged, but with this very deep emotion between the people and their parrot. I mean, there's there's many things other than dogs, many kinds of creatures that people are very attached to. But you have done a lot of research into who they are in relationship Mm -hmm. to their pet, how they live, Mm -hmm. what their activity is their favorite activities or least favorite activities are in the case of the, the water-hating Portuguese water dog. Um, and yeah. then you, you, you make them into a mise-en-scene. I mean, they, they have mm-hmm. not necessarily costumes, but some of them you wrap the people in a blanket or you seat the animal in a, in a certain way so that they're in a context with the person. It's a storybook. Yeah. Each is a, a kind it of a story yeah. unto oh, itself. Yes. It is a storybook. That's excellent. I'm going to use that. It yeah, you should, book. because and, they're stories, yeah. and we want to know more. And they are totally produced. So the 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 un, the great unknown, when I come up with the concept, and, and the owner, the, the subject is always part of the, of the process. So it's not like I show up and go, this is what we're going to do. They have to approve before I, before I actually set a date, before we set a date for the shoot. But once all of that is settled, um, and I tell them what I was thinking of, Wardrobe-wise, um, I show up at their house, and that's the big unknown. Right. Is a, uh, I have to find the set in their yes, house. Yes, exactly. So, you know, we do a tour of the, yeah. So I find the set, and then I set up the lights, and then I choose the wardrobe. They show me options, you know, and so everything is chosen. Everything is selected so that it's color-coordinated, everything, you know, Everything it fits your vision. You have a vision, it, it and then you the bring vision. it to life. And I think the fact exactly. that you were a director and a producer, those are the skills that a director and a producer has to use in whether it's a stage play or yeah. a filmed story. All those things are constantly have to be decided by somebody, and it's the director and or yeah. producer. So you're that, and then you're the artist making it. I thought one of the yeah. the wonderful ones, I thought, man, you know so many cool people. Or maybe you just learned <laughs> a very cool people who happen to have pets and you just knocked on their door and they said, sure, come on in. I mean, you know, until you got there and then they really said, come on in. Astronomer Arcadio yeah. Poveda and his gorgeous, yeah. I think, Persian Sushi, I think it's I think a Persian. It's a ragdoll. Yeah, sushi. Oh, it's a ragdoll. Well, they're, they're, I, I they, they, oh, yeah, he ragdoll. doesn't have a smush face. It's a ragdoll. And your comment yeah. is Arcadio was brilliant enough to de- was brilliant enough to develop a method to calculate the mass of elliptical galaxies. I'm like, oh my God, that's pretty up there in astronomy. <laughs> and yet he's holding this marvelous sparkling star to make the dog mm-hmm. sits the cat sit still, so she'd be good for yeah. the picture. I, I yeah. just the book is so wonderful, Johanna. The book is called In Good Company, Notable People with Their Pets. It is, would be an amazing gift, that's for sure. But it is a gift to anybody who gets it in their hands. And um, I imagine they're going to maul it a lot on the tables in a bookstore. And I really hope you all take it home because <laughs> it's a great, great book. Congratulations, yep. Johanna, and thank you thank for being here. Thank you so here. much. And it's available uh, at any online bookseller, or you can order it from your local bookstore as well. Perfect. Yes, in fact. Take care mm-hmm. and make more marvelous pictures and have more adventures. Thank you. I'm working on it. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> maybe, maybe notable talk show hosts. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I certainly yeah. have the pets for it. Take care. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Tracy. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human-edible, ethically-sourced ingredients and gently-cooked dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky blue Weimarano Maisie will eat.